0: Uh, Thank you for being here today on this weird, humid day. We've got a break from the rain, which is nice. I think it's not going to last long, but let's enjoy it while we can. Um, And we are starting a brand new message series, as you can see on the back of your bulletin. And for those of you who are newer to Hope Community Church, this is basically what we do most of the time. We kind of preach in a series, and so we take a topic and talk about it for a number of weeks. And so this series that we're starting today is called Real Talk. And it's a series about prayer, a three-part series about prayer. And it's called Real Talk for two reasons. One being that prayer is supposed to be like real talk, like real communication. And so we're going to talk about prayer, and prayer is real talk. We're also calling this message series Real Talk because I want to talk to you, have a real conversation with you about prayer. And so we're starting that today. Um, You know, over the years, I've had a lot of strange jobs, Um, Anybody else just work strange jobs, odd jobs coming through and you kind of just, yeah, find stuff to make ends meet and all that. Um, I've told you some stories over the years about some strange, I guess I still kind of have a strange job if you think about it. This is weird. Um, But once upon a time, I worked for the um, Walnut Street Theater. That's what it's called, right? Walnut Street Theater. I was going to say the Walnut Theater. That doesn't sound right. The Walnut Street Theater. I worked there and I worked the telephones at the Walnut Street Theater. And so there was a team of us. And what we would do is we would call people, and you'd have basically two missions that you were assigned to either one of two missions when you got into work that night. You would be asking people for donations. Hi, would you like to make a donation to the Walnut Street Theater? Or you'd be selling tickets. Hey, we've got a show coming up. You want to buy some tickets? And so that's what we would do. We didn't call ourselves telemarketers. Telemarketers but we were telemarketers, okay? All right, so if back in the day, if you got a call from somebody from the Walnut Street Theater asking for a donation, I apologize for interrupting your day, Um, but that's a job that I did for a while. It was a weird job. It did not play to my strengths. It was one of those things where it's like I had something else lined up for a few months down the road and I just needed something to do. So I took this job kind of knowing it was going to be a bad idea (laughs) because I don't like talking on the phone. I just don't like it, never have. Probably never will. I don't like talking on the phone for a lot of reasons. For one is, when you're on the phone, you can't really pick up on all those you know, nonverbal cues. You can't tell somebody's body language. You don't really know what's going on. and It's like you're not sure if it's a good time or not. Like, when you actually see a person and you need to have a conversation with them, if they've got a face like this, like, all right, you know what? I'm going to wait until another time, all right? You can't do that over the phone. You can't pick up on those nonverbal cues and all that stuff. So I always prefer face-to-face when possible. But this, doesn't want, this wasn't just like calling people on the phone. These were cold calls, right? Cold calls. It was like, I'm calling a stranger I'm trying to have a conversation with the stranger. I don't know this person. I don't know what they look like. I don't know, know what they're up to. I don't know what if I'm going to be interrupting them. It's a cold call, and there I am going to be asking them for something. Hey, you don't know me. You probably don't want to be hearing from me. But would you like to give me some money? Oh, no? Okay, thanks. Bye. You know, cold calls are tough. Cold calls are difficult. Has anybody ever done cold calls? Anybody try? <sighs> right? I mean, maybe, maybe you're good at it, but I, I was just like, oh, it was... Really, really difficult for me. Because it's a whole, it's like, you know, we kind of take it for granted. It's a communication thing, right? I mean, communication is such a big part of our lives, trying to express one idea and have that idea go from one person to another person without any kind of miscommunications. And like, it's just, communication is complicated. It really is. All the ways you can misinterpret what you're being told, and you can take things personally, and depending on your mood, maybe you're not hearing things right. I mean, miscommunications happen all the time. Communication is challenging, especially in a cold call type situation, but communication is such a big part of life. Now, one thing, one of the things that I understand about prayer this thing of, of going to God and talking to God and all this, one of the things that I understand about this is that this is supposed to be real communication. It's supposed to be a real transfer of ideas between two entities. That's what prayer, at least according to this, this book, the Bible here, that's what prayer is supposed to be. But there's a lot, come on, let's be honest, there's a lot of challenges that come along with prayer, right? Now, if you've spent enough time in a Christiany type setting or a church-type setting, you've, you've heard about prayer a little bit or you've, you've seen people pray, you've heard people pray, and the more time you spend in like a Christian environment, you've probably picked up on the idea that prayer is supposed to be something that we do. I mean, it's supposed to be part of our lives. We're supposed to engage in this kind of mystical thing where we're communicating with God. You probably know that, right? But prayer... Even if you've been a Christian forever, prayer can be very challenging. And I want us just to be honest about that. Prayer is difficult. Sometimes prayer can feel like a cold call, right? It's like, I don't know who I'm talking to exactly. I'm not even sure what I'm trying to communicate. I'm not even sure what kind of response I'm looking for. But here we go. Dear God, I think that's how I'm supposed to start. And you kind of go. From there, Now there are a lot of different perspectives that people have about prayer within Christianity and outside Christianity as well. A lot of different ideas that people have about prayer. Um, one of the ideas is this, is that prayer, you know, even if it's not a genuine form of communication, I mean, maybe prayer can be something that just helps you feel centered, right? I mean, maybe you're not actually communicating with the divine. Maybe you're just having a little quiet time by yourself and talking to yourself through some issues. Um, and, and if that works for you, then great. I mean, that's one of the attitudes that exists about prayer. I mean, Holly and I, we had um, friends, a, a couple that we were friends with. They've since moved away. Um, but they were like agnostic, which is like, you know, you kind of think that there may be a God, but he's basically unknowable and all that. And so they had their perspective, and we, of course, don't believe that. We believe that there is a God, and that he is knowable and all that. And so, um, but we, we were friends, and they respected our perspective, and we were respecting their perspective, and we were all polite towards one another. And it was kind of like, you know, you just try and work out your differences. It's like when Republicans and Democrats try to be friends. You know what I mean? You just try. You don't talk about certain things. And so anyway... We had these friends, and so the, uh, the wife of the couple, she was having some difficult issues, and I mentioned prayer about how I could pray for her, and, you know, you can pray about things, and um, right away, the room, like, the energy in the room kind of shifted. It's like, pray about stuff, and so the guy, the husband, he was trying to, like, make everybody feel comfortable, and so he said, well, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, you know, just kind of basically, you know, just um, just throwing some stuff out there to uh, the universe or, or, you know, whatnot." You know, and that's one of the attitudes that people have about prayers. You're just kind of throwing stuff, some stuff out there to the universe. And again, if it helps you feel centered, and if it helps you feel grounded, then great. Go ahead. Do it. But see, that's not the perspective that, that I have about prayer. And like I said, I think this is really supposed to be a genuine form of communication, interacting with none other than the Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth the one true God, having a way to interact with and speak with Him. And so that's one of the challenges that we have when it comes to prayer, is just really realigning our thinking, realizing what this is. This is more than just something where you're throwing out thoughts to the universe. This is more than just getting a sense of feeling centered or whatnot. This is actual, genuine communication. One of the other problems we have with prayer is... um, Again, this is real talk. You don't have to raise your hand in admit if you fall into this category. But sometimes when we make these attempts to pray, it just feels silly, okay? It can just feel silly. And again, especially if you're new to this whole following Jesus thing, this whole Christianity thing. But even if you've been doing this for a while and you've never really had a prayer life, that's a term that Christians use, right? How's your prayer life? Oh, even if you've never really had a prayer life and you try to do this thing for the first time, you're not quite sure how to do it. I mean, some of you have been praying for such a long time, you can't even remember a time in your life where you didn't pray, right? But for some of us who are new to this, it just feels like, what am I even doing? And so when you're new to this thing, when you try to pray for the first time or you, you try to do this thing, you basically, you just do what you've seen done before, right? You try to follow some model, try to follow some example of something you've seen that other people do, right? Right? and they well, I think I gotta start, dear God, I think I gotta say this, and I think I need to end with in Jesus' name. And you know, you've seen stuff, you've seen people pray in public. I mean, if you've been, you know, here at Hope Community Church, you've you've heard Sean pray, you've heard me pray in public, And, and I think that's one of the other issues we have when it comes to understanding prayer, is that it's very difficult to model that form of communication. Because when you hear Sean pray up here or me pray up here, or anybody pray in a public-type setting, that kind of prayer, let me just speak for myself, when I'm praying in front of all y'all, that's a lot different than when I'm praying and it's just me and God. It's very different. And I'm not saying it's insincere when I pray in public. It's not about that. It's just about, it's kind of like this. You've got people in your life that you're close with, Right? You know, parents, kids, siblings, or whatnot. And when you're in public, you might interact with them a little bit different than when it's just the two of you alone, right? All you couples, look at that, some couples out there loving on each other. That's wonderful. And when you're in private, you might say, hey, little schmoopy, how you doing, my love bug? You might say that in private, but you don't do that in public. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you do do it, but there's a difference, you know what I mean? There's a difference in how you communicate in front of other people, Right? It's like that thing you know, with parents and their children and you get that kind of, you're out in public and you get that glare from mom. You're like, she's not going to yell at you from all those people, but there's going to be a different interaction when you get alone with mom, right? You know what I mean? It's that thing. And so that's one of the issues that we have when it comes to prayers. We've seen it modeled publicly. We've heard it modeled publicly. And so if we think that's what prayer is supposed to be when it's just you and God, ooh, doesn't necessarily look like that. It's a difficult thing to model. It's a difficult thing. I mean, it's like, what am I supposed to do for y'all? Act out what it's like when I talk one-on-one with God? That's difficult. I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus takes the time during his earthly ministry to talk to the people who are following him and say, let me tell you how to do this thing. (laughs) Let me teach you how to pray. And it's interesting that he says this. Because when Jesus teaches the people how to pray, he's talking to a bunch of, for lack of a better term, religious people. He's talking to a bunch of people who most of the people in the crowd, I mean, we're going to look at this Bible passage that Holly read for us. But most of the people in that crowd that heard this original message preached right from Jesus, they already believed in God, most of them. And most of them probably already did some kind of praying but Jesus wanted to teach them. Here's how you do this thing. Here's how we communicate with Father God. Here is how we pray. And so let's take a look at this passage. It's in your bulletin. And that's what this is. We call this passage, we call this the Lord's Prayer. Um, Jesus didn't, you know, title it. He's like, now I'm going to teach you the Lord's Prayer by Jesus. He didn't say that. Um, we've since titled it the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Because the Lord prayed it. Anyway, so we call it that. And if you grew up in some kind of a churchy setting, um, like I know this is true for when I was a kid. I was a church kid. Um, I think we said the Lord's Prayer every single week. And a lot of churches do that, say the Lord's Prayer every single week. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying it's a good idea or a bad idea. It's just something that some churches do. Uh, we don't do that. And as we go through this series, I'll explain to you some of the, the you know, reasoning behind why we don't do that every week. Um, but if you grew up going to church, you probably had your own brand of the Lord's Prayer, your own way of saying the Lord's Prayer. I mean, take a look at some of this terminology here. Um, this, this passage, this is from the NIV. Uh, verse 12, it says, Forgive us our debts. As we forgive our debtors. Anybody grow up saying the debtors' version? You know, some of you grow up saying, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Um, what's the other one? Is there another way to put it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Do you ever have this experience as a kid where, like, you go to church and you say you know, the Lord's Prayer a certain way, and then you visit somebody else's church? and you all stand up to say the Lord's Prayer, and you're the one knucklehead that says it wrong, right? You know, everybody's like, what? I had that happen when I visited a Catholic church. I'm like, okay, Catholic church, I can figure this out. And then I stood up and said the Lord's Prayer all wrong. I'm like, okay, I'll be quiet from now on, right? But we have these different, there's different ways, there's different translations of this, there's different terminology that's used and adopted by different churches. But basically, this is the model. And I think Jesus is trying to say to us, this is worth doing, praying. This is an important part of your life. You've got a God that wants to hear from you. And so here's how you do this thing. How does it start? This then is how you should pray. Our Father. You know those churches where they took a look at like a a Bible passage and they break it down verse by verse? I want to break this down word by word, baby. We're going to do that, all right, with this. Really, I want to focus on those first two words. Of the Lord's Prayer. Let me finish this statement here, but we'll come back to those first two words. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. When's the last time you used the term hallowed outside of the Lord's Prayer, right? Oh, it's a really hallowed day out there. You know what I mean? It's not a term we use. Hallowed basically means holy, 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 holiest of holies, sacred, holy, set apart, special. Holy is your name. Hallowed your name and so jesus this is so interesting because jesus he's talking about his dad here right he's talking about his father and he's saying when you approach my father remember his name is holy remember he is set apart remember him i mean you could do a whole study on like the different names of god the different titles of god and how he identifies himself and i think that kind of stuff is really really interesting and it tells us more about who god is and all this and it goes back, basically, I don't want to give you a whole story, but it goes back to the times of Moses. I mean, Moses, when he first meets God, and you know, Moses came from a culture where everybody had their own little make-believe gods that they made up, and they gave him names and say, well, this is this God, and this is that God, and that's Ra, and that's Baal, or whatever. And they make up these names for their gods, and so when Moses comes face-to-face with God, he says, well, what's your name? And basically, God says, well, my name is God. <laughs> I'm the only one. He says, I am Call me the I am. I am the I am. I am that I am. And so it's a contrast with all the gods that are not. And so the name of God is God and it is sacred and it is special and it is holy. Well, let's go back to how this prayer begins. Jesus says, Our Father, this is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, the in heaven part, that's not saying that, that God is confined to heaven. You know, We believe that God is, is omnipresent. He's in heaven. He's in the earth. He's with each one of us. He's intimately involved in the details of each one of our lives. But it's just to kind of delineate the difference. I mean, you've got a, you've got a human dad. You've got an earthly dad. But when you pray, you're talking to your heavenly father. What I notice right off the bat, and yeah, I know you kind of lose something in translation from the original Greek to English and all that, but is this, but is this idea of inclusivity. Jesus doesn't say, when you go to my dad in prayer, say, dear Jesus' dad. <laughs> right? It doesn't say that. Dear Jesus' dad. Says, when you pray, claim him as your own. Not just your own, but our father. Our father. One of the things that we see repeated throughout the Old and New Testament is the desire that God has. Now, again, listen, I don't know what kind of ideas that you, uh, about God that you grew up with, but when you go to this book, the, the one thing that's clear about God, one of the things that's very clear about God is that He has a desire to be in relationship with you. And if you're willing to allow Him the opportunity, He wants to be your heavenly Father. He wants to be your Father. Now, that concept of God as Father, that can be very complicated for a couple of reasons. The one thing is this. Some people kind of have this debate. It's like, well, you know, God really isn't the Father of all of us because some people aren't children of God and some people are. And that's a a worthwhile debate. But here's the important thing to know. If God had His way, if God had His way, we would all look to Him and claim Him as our Father who art in heaven, our heavenly Father. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that's complicated about seeing God as father. Everybody in this room, we all have earthly dads. We all have human fathers, right? And maybe you never met your earthly dad. Maybe you don't even know his name, but you've got one. He's out there somewhere. And so even if you have, here's the thing, even if you had a really great dad growing up, a really supportive father, no father, no human father is perfect, They all fall short. They, we all fall short. No human father is perfect. And so I think that's one of the other concepts that Jesus is imparting to us is like, yes, this is your father, but not your earthly father. This is your heavenly father. All right? Earthly fathers, even those of us who have good intentions, we mess up. Sometimes we're selfish. Sometimes we're insensitive. you got stuff going on in your kids' lives. It's like, oh, I don't even know that matter to you. You know what I mean? Sometimes we can neglect our children. God doesn't neglect his children. God's not selfish. In all the ways that your human dad was and is flawed, God is not. He is the perfect father, attentive, never neglects you. Is never kind of sidetracked by, well, yeah, I got some other stuff to do. We can chat later. I mean, that's how we human dads can be. He's always ready and waiting for you. This is the, again, this is a consistent idea about God and about the Old and New Testament. That's the kind of father that God is. And so this is what Jesus says to us. When you go and pray, when you speak to God, you go ahead and you start out. By knowing who he is to you. Knowing who he is to you. And he is not some distant, omnipresent being. Not some aloof character in a white robe and a beard, sitting in a throne on high, distant and removed from you. No, he is your father. The desire of his heart is to be your father. So you go ahead. And when you pray, remember who you're talking to. The God that you pray to, that I pray to, that we pray to, is on our side. He's not the God who's out to get you. He's not the gotcha God. He's not going to say, well, 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 you're finally praying. I haven't heard from you in three years, and now something goes wrong in your life, and you're going to pray to me. No, 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 no. That's not Father God. That's not our Heavenly Father. He wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from us. As we go through this series in the coming weeks, you're going to see this passage in your bulletin a few more times, a couple more times here, and we're going to look at some of the rest of what this teaching on prayer has to say, what Jesus' teaching on pray, uh, praying um, has for us in, in our day and age. But for right now, I want you to focus on that. When you approach God, you're speaking to your heavenly dad. Now, one of the ways that, that you know, I've been blessed in, in my life is... Um, I had a great dad. I really did. Not a perfect father. I mean, my dad used to joke around a little bit. He used to kind of claim he was perfect. You say, I thought I made a mistake once, but I was wrong. You know, jokes like that. Ha, ha, ha. You know, dad jokes. You know what I mean? But he was a truly supportive father. Again, not perfect. No, no father is. But he was on my side. And I had lots of conversations with my dad. Again, I'm not boasting. I'm just, I'm just acknowledging one of the ways that God has blessed me. Lots of conversations with my dad, a lot of casual conversations. Hey, what's going on at work? Not much. What's going on in your work? This is driving me nuts. Lots of little, you know, uh, superficial conversations with my dad, right? We had a similar taste in movies and TV shows and, you know, kind of weird stuff, a little sci fi stuff. And, you know, we talk about the X Files and things like that. Any X Files fans, you don't have to admit that. Anyway, we talk about stuff like that, you know, just easy breezy conversations. But sometimes those, those kind of superficial, lighthearted conversations would turn into something something a little bit deeper. A more meaningful conversation with dad to talk with him about, well, here's what's going on. And, you know, I remember when, when, you know, <laughs> when Holly and I started dating to have some conversations with his dad. I was like, oh, is this serious? And you kind of get into some more details about how things are going with that relationship and where that's heading and having these real conversations with dad. And I remember listen, this is kind of how it works when you're growing up, right? And you're a young adult and you kind of get yourself into some trouble or maybe some financial stuff. And, hey, Dad, (laughs) Uh, here's the situation I'm in. Could you help me out? And if he could, he would. I mean, that's the kind of dad that I had. And that's what it's like talking with your dad. And so maybe one of the things that, that we can do when we go to pray to Father God is you, you know you don't have to start your prayer dear god you don't have to start your prayer heavenly father you could even start your prayer by saying hey dad that's weird isn't it it's a little bit weird hey dad here's what's going on here's what's going on here's where i need some help here's where i'm struggling Here's what's going on in my life. I mean, I know you know because you're my heavenly father and you, but I just want to talk to you anyway. I know that you know it already, but I just want to talk to you anyway because I love you and I know that you're for me. And here's where I'm hurting, Father. Here's where I'm hurting, heavenly dad. And here's where I'm struggling. And here's where I need some encouragement. Or here's where I need some help. Or here's where I need some guidance. Or here's where I'm frustrated. Again, it's very tough. Like I said earlier, it's tough for me to model to you what my prayer looks like with God, what my one-on-one time with God looks like. But those prayers can be very raw. And there's been prayers prayed through tears, and there's been shouting sessions where I'm just vocalizing my, my frustration or whatever it is to God, but to have that real time, hey, Dad, here's what's going on. For those of you who have spent enough time with us at Hope Community Church, you've probably realized by now that often when you come here on Sunday mornings, I give you some kind of a a challenge or something to think about or something that I'm encouraging you to do or something I'm encouraging you to change. And so I want to give you a challenge today, but I'm not going to ask you to wait until later on in the day to do this challenge. I'm not going to ask you to wait until later on in your week or some other point in this month. I want to challenge you, this is a tough one, to pray. (laughs) Pray. That's the encouragement. It's not a challenge. That's the word of encouragement I'm putting out there to you today is to spend some time in prayer. And we're not going to wait until after worship is over. You're not going to wait till later on today. I'd actually like to close our message time with some time of silence for you to pray. A time for you right here in this space, right here in this theater, around all these other people. Some of them are strangers, some of them, you know. Right here and right now, a time for you to speak with your heavenly dad. I don't know what you need to talk to our father about. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. Maybe you need to talk to him about some pain that you're experiencing or a difficult situation that you're going through. Maybe you need to ask your heavenly dad to help you through something, some burden that you would like him to lift off of your heart. Maybe you need to talk to your father about something else entirely. Maybe you need to do that thing of of confessing and repenting. Maybe you need to use this time to say, Hey, dad, I'm sorry. Hey, dad. I know you've got my best interest in mind, and I know I've disobeyed. Hey, Dad, I know you've set up all these guidelines and all these boundaries for my life, and I know that you want what's best for me. And, and, and Dad, I've, just, I've stepped outside of your boundaries, and I'm sorry. And if that's the kind of prayer that you need to pray, if that's the kind of communication you need to have with Father God, you need to know one of the things we learn about God in Scripture is that he is quick to forgive, quick to restore. And so maybe you need to take this time right now to say, hey, Dad, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to take this time with your father to say thank you, to say thank you. You know, my goodness gracious, the number of ways that Father God has blessed each one of us in this room. And I'm not, that's not me saying, oh, you're not going through hardship. Listen, no, we've e- we each have our hardships in this room, but maybe too much time has gone by and you haven't said, hey, thanks, Dad. Thank you for this. Maybe too much time has gone by and you've experienced such highlights in life and jobs coming through and opportunities coming through and such joy and and you haven't taken the time to say, seriously, Dad, thanks. Seriously, thank you. And if it wasn't for you, none of this would be happening. And listen, that can happen to any one of us. You know, you've been following Jesus for a day or for 30 years or whatever it is. We can go into these patterns where we just forget to say, thanks, Dad. Thank you. We forget to give God credit for what he's doing in our lives. And so, again, I don't know what you need to say to your heavenly father during this time of silence. I'm also not sure what God needs to say to you. And that's the thing about communication. It's not a one-way street. A hearing from God, and we can get to a whole other, you know, uh, developed message about how to how do I hear from God? You know, in in a lot of different ways. I don't know what Father God has to say to you during that time, but give Him. Here's the great thing: give Him, give God, an opportunity to say it. Whatever He has for you, give Him. Create some space. Give Him an opportunity to speak into your heart. Let's pray. Father God, during this time of silence, hear the prayers of your children. Father, be be gracious towards us. You see us trying. You see us trying to communicate with you, to speak with you, to receive from you. And we thank you for your grace, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your compassion, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would give each one of us in this room Give us more time in this day, time throughout this week, time throughout our lives. That we would dedicate to communicating with you, to speaking to you, to receiving from you. And Father God, I thank you that you're not aloof. I thank you that you're not distant. I thank you that you desire to hear from us. And so, Father God, I pray that you would please meet each one of us where we are and provide us with the comfort that we need for this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.